Today on Follow Friday, we're going to talk about pit bulls, decoding text messages, Hawaii, tortoises, poetry, the difference between New York and California, and why you should absolutely judge a book by its cover. That's in a minute with cartoonist Liana Fink. But first, if you need help starting a podcast or improving a show that you've already launched, then you should check out lightningpod.fm. This is my podcast consulting firm, and I work with clients from all backgrounds and experience levels. If you identify as female, LGBT+, a person of color, or belonging to another group that has historically been underrepresented in the media, you may be eligible for discounted consulting. Check us out at lightningpod.fm. Today is a good day to meet some new friends. Hey. Everyone make a way. I'm Eric Johnson. Welcome to Follow Friday, a podcast about who you should follow online. Every week, I talk to creative people about who they follow and why. This is a guided tour to the best people on the internet, led by your favorite writers, podcasters, comedians, and more. You can get bonus episodes every week for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash follow Friday. Today on the show is Liana Fink, an artist and cartoonist whose work regularly appears in The New Yorker. She's also the author of the memoir Passing for Human and a collection of cartoons called Excuse Me. You can find Liana on Instagram and Patreon at Liana Fink, which is spelled L-I-A-N-A-F-I-N-C-K. Liana, welcome to Follow Friday. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So excited to talk to you. Uh, as I understand it, you're, you're working on a new graphic novel now that comes out next year called Let There Be Light. Is that right? Yeah. I read a little bit about this, but explain what you're going to be doing in that book. It sounds really interesting. It's an adaptation of the book of Genesis, specifically the Torah with a female God. And there's what? There's certain biblical figures who are resituated in New York and other places. Is that right? Yeah. How did you know that? Uh, your publisher is on. It's on their website. On the website there. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Yeah, I changed the promised land to New York because that's my promised land. In my mind, the book of Genesis is in three chunks. There's the very beginning, which feels, I think, is more in- ancient. And so I had that take place far in the past. And then the book of Abraham, to me, reads like it's about my grandfather or my great-grandfather. It's it was written a lot later than the beginning part, but it's kind of like very, I don't know, the morals of it are very like upstanding and like, this is how to be a good husband and an upstanding businessman. And I find it a little bit tedious. So I have that take, I actually have that take place in the present, but um, I still, I think of it as like a little bit in the past. And then the book, the book of Joseph is written later and it reads kind of like a Victorian novel to me and it's very like lush and romantic and funny and weird not weird it's like very modern seeming so I had that take place in the future well I'm really looking forward to reading that one um but for now let's find out who Liana follows online you can follow along with us today every person she recommends will be linked in the show notes and in the transcript at followfridaypodcast.com 
Liana, before the show, I gave you a list of categories, and I asked you to tell me four people you follow who fit in those categories. Your first pick is someone who makes you laugh, and you said Liz Hickey, who's on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Weird Helga. Liz is a cartoonist and an animator, but explain what Weird Helga is and why you're so into it. Weird Helga is something that Liz does for BuzzFeed, I think. It's, it's an I think animated- it started there, yeah. Did it move? I think she does it independently now, yeah. Okay, good for her. It's like, it's an animated series that is broadcast on social media I only, I believe. I'm actually not sure, but that's where I follow it. It's very short video clips. It's pretty much the only video kind of thing I watch because it's not, that's not my medium usually. It takes too much attention, but it's about two, there are two sisters. There's Weird Helga and her twin Honeybee. And Honeybee is very basic and normal. And Weird Helga is kind of Daria like. She's like, quote, weird. Like Helga is hairy and smelly. And Honeybee is very into like, doing her nails and putting things on her skin and stuff. Yeah, sort of um, from the couple that I watched, it seems like it's at the intersection of very relatable behavior, but also extremely exaggerated and cartoonish over-the-top stuff. Like, do you you have a favorite one that you remember? I honestly haven't been on Instagram in months. Really? This is something I remember loving. Yeah. Do we have a favorite one? I like ones involving Helga's dog. She's a pug. I'm trying to remember what was so funny about it. Like she makes it all this like gourmet food and then it only wants to eat poop. And I relate. Of course. I don't relate, but my dog would relate and I relate to Helga there. What sort of dog do you have? I have, well, we ha- we call her a mutt, but I think she's really a pit bull. She's wonderful. Her name is Penny. We call her a mutt because we've been renting um, on the rental market and it's easier to say you have a mutt. Oh, the, the, a realtor or a, a landlord does not want a, a pit bull because they think it's all dangerous or something. Mm-hmm. She's a 35 pound mutt. She's actually 40 pounds. <laughs> yeah, you know, round down. No, yeah, no one needs They're down. not going to weigh her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, there's a, um, just to pick one that I really liked the, the, from the Weird Helga series. Honey is looking at one of those conspiracy boards, like with like yarn connecting post-it notes and stuff all over this giant board. And then a bunch of computer monitors. And then she's out in a field underneath a giant satellite pointed at space. And someone, I think Helga asks her, what are you doing, honey? And she says, I'm trying to figure out the meaning of this text. <laughs> it's just a text to her from a guy saying, last night was fun, LOL. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I love that you can relate equally to Helga and Honeybee. We we each have a little bit of them in us. So how's being, uh, I mean, you said this was something that you, you used to follow a lot when you were more on Instagram, like reading Instagram or looking at Instagram. Has being a fan of Weird Helga affected your work as a cartoonist or your sense of humor? Do you think it has made you weirder? I would say I was already weird, but and and I've never been quite Daria weird. I wish I could be in that. I'm also awkward, but I'm not a nerd. I envy people who fit into the categories of what I aspire to be and and am. But um, I've known Liz's work since before. I think either of us was on social or at least Instagram. Um, I met her when I must have been 25 or so. And I think she's about my age. And she was 
I remember her showing me her tattoos at a party and she had some of her own characters. She had a frog, I'm forgetting his name, but I was really blown away by how funny and kind of classic and effortlessly funny her cartoons were. Yeah, Helga does some stuff that teaches me how to stay simple and get a com- complex story across. Like you, in comics, you get bogged down really easily in like just just the nuts and bolts of telling a story, and then you can't say anything you really want to say because you're so busy trying to figure out what a face looks like or something. And this <laughs> is really good at just like passing over the the dumb stuff and getting it done efficiently. Here's the essence of it. Here's the most important part of it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was Liz Hickey, who's on Instagram at Weird Helga. It's Final Friday. Viana, I asked you to tell me about someone that you have a non-romantic crush on, and you said Hanya Yanagihara, who's on Instagram at Hanya, H-A-N-Y-A, Yanagihara, Y-A-N-A-G-I-H-A-R-A. So Hanya is the editor-in-chief of the New York Times Style Magazine, also known as T, and in your email to me, you said... I get the feeling she really knows how to live. What did you mean by that? I think a a lot of her job involves traveling. So she's always posting photos from different places and they're so beautiful. And she seems to know how to home in on the most interesting thing in a place which is not a skill I have, but a skill I very much admire. I know of Panya Yanagihara because she wrote a couple books that I really love. I especially loved A Little Life. What was that about? I would say it's about a group of friends in a slightly alternate universe, like a group of guys who are all mostly in the arts and all kind of at the tops of their fields as one would be in a, in a kind of opera version of the world. And there's some SNM elements that I don't pay as much attention to because I'm so attuned to the fairy tale. When people don't like the book, that's why. And I think when people love the book, it's it's for the fairy tale reasons. And she just writes like she's possessed. It's so there's something amazing, so amazing about it. And so I follow. I I feel very embarrassed to like follow stock, follow stock, S T A L K stock, yeah. follow people um, who aren't posting just drawings or something like to like peek into their lives. But I think that's what I do with her. I do it with a few people and then I unfollow them repeatedly because I'm embarrassed. But um, yeah, I want to know like what in her personality makes her able to write like that. And I still don't know what it is. It's it's magical. I also stalk her parents' pet turtle, Fred Anagihara. I was going to ask about this, Fred. I, yeah. I, I looked. I looked at. I looked at. She had posted a video of Fred eating his daily head of romaine lettuce, and I was immediately bowled over by just how cute yeah. he is. <laughs> he might be a tortoise. He's amazing. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have. I have my notes here. 19 year old tortoise. Oh, he's a tortoise. Yeah, is 19 like very young for a tortoise or not? I, I would think so. Right? Don't don't <laughs> tortoises live to be like hundreds of years old? Maybe. I would assume so. He looks old. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast for two non-tortoise experts <laughs> explaining what tortoises are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's Fred. So it's a tortoise, um, a pet tortoise of someone, of one of Hanya's relatives. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I think he's her parents' tortoise. And they're good, good glimpses into Hawaii. I really, I've never been there and I like spying on Hawaii. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, I guess like a lot of it seems seems like she spends some part of her year there with maybe I guess with family in Hawaii. When you're stalking, quote unquote, stalking her or other people like her online, 
are you more drawn to the the visuals of just like you know the, the visuals of the lifestyle or you you were referring to specifically her writing style right as something that really has impressed you what, what is it that really draws you to, to someone when you're trying to you know trying to understand how they live and and you know how, how you what you might learn from that i think i'm interested in what they notice around them her writing for like her writing for example is very very specific like she'll um i forget what it what's it called like in a a synecdoche like she'll conjure up a a world by naming a very small detail and i admire that skill a lot and i think she does that in her instagram photos too and i I wonder if she does that as an editor also i don't know yeah why why do we stalk people it's kind of weird it's yeah i guess um there is the whole idea of having a, a parasocial relationship with someone, right? Where someone you follow uh, online, especially if you follow them as on YouTube or a podcast, you you begin to think of them as as your friend. But it sounds like that's not really how you feel about about no. Hanya here. No, yeah. I don't feel like her friend. I um, I don't know. It, it it does feel. I think the reason I love books so much is that I really like watching people and learning about them without having to be seen by them. I yeah. don't particularly like like presenting myself so but instagram's kind of a little bit too close for comfort sometimes and i think that's why it feels i I'm, i don't actually stalk her i just follow her on instagram right but it feels more like stalking than reading a book does yeah because the the, the book has probably taken months or years to 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 winnow down exactly what details are in there yeah. whereas instagram is much more immediate and maybe a little bit more personal feeling yeah a book is a gift to strangers. Instagram, it's unclear what Instagram is for. Is it maybe it's for her friends and family? Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, if, if you feel uh, comfortable following her on Instagram, that's Hanya yes. Yanagihara. It's a great account. Yeah, she's on Instagram at Hanya Yanagihara. We're going to take a quick break now, but we'll be back in a minute with Liana Fink. Today's show is brought to you by Follow Friday on Patreon. Starting at just $1 a month, you can get bonus episodes of the podcast every week. This week's episode will be out in the next few days. Shout out to the patron of the week, Yuichi, who hopped on last Friday and immediately got access to bonus episodes with Alistair Beckett-King, The Oral Knots, Freddie Wong, Mark Chrysler, and Anne Reardon. You can get all of those right away, and a bonus follow recommendation from Liana Fink very soon when you go to patreon.com slash follow Friday. And you can pledge any amount there starting at $1. Thank you to all of our patrons for their support at patreon.com slash follow Friday. It's follow Friday. Welcome back to follow Friday. Let's move on to your next follow. I asked you for someone you're jealous of, and you said Chad Murphy, better known as Lord Birthday. He's on Twitter at Lord Birthday and on Instagram at Lord underscore birthday. Chad is a poet, a writer, and also an artist, but his style is much more, I would say, text heavy than yours is. So why do you say that you're jealous of him? Well, he he does something that I do in a different way, and he does it, and, and I like the way he solves the problem a lot. So good jealousy. He tells a big story in a short in a small area of space. He puts his work on Instagram, he puts his work in books, but usually each story is kind of one page. He's really a kind of poet 
who puts illustrations in and he merges the words and the pictures in a way I really love that feels effortless. I like that he goes expansive in his stories. He makes you feel like the greatness of the universe a lot. And the mystery always makes me laugh. I, I watched a short uh, video interview that he, he gave where he's talking about the subjects that he chooses to illustrate or to, to write about. And he says, like, some people might see some of what he writes about sad or depressing, but that he sees it as him not trying to put boundaries on his imagination. Does that does that ring true for you for your creative process as well? Do you agree with that philosophy? Yeah, I think that's similar to why I loved um, Hanya Yanagihara's book, A Little Life, when some people found it depressing. I, I find it very cathartic and like, oh, phew, we're talking about these things that we're all thinking about all the time. So I feel that way about his work too. Like he'll mention death and sadness and things, but he makes them very funny. And he's uh, he's written uh, a couple books, and I think you you maybe blurbed one of one of his one of his uh, Ooh, cartoon collections. Checked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was looking at his website, I'm pretty sure I saw your name. <laughs> but uh, he described you in one of his Instagram posts as uh, his friend, confidant, spirit guide, and mortal insta-fo, Liana. <laughs> Whoa, I totally, yeah, I blanked that out. That's so nice. <laughs> it sounds like the envy is mutual, huh? <laughs> yeah. Do you know each other in real life? Yeah, we do. Like, we were Instagram friends for a long time, and... I was a little freaked out by him because it was a paranoid moment for me. And he he wasn't open about his actual name or who he was. Yeah. Um, so I had no idea who he was. And then he told me his name and then I met him. I, we've met a number of times. He lives in Oregon. Um, and he's very nice as in a way only a non-New Yorker can possibly <laughs> be. He's a big, big smile. Is, is that um, have you lived in New York your whole life? I've lived in the tri-state area my whole life. So you've been trained to expect a certain niceness level in day-to-day life then? Mm-hmm. I'm a New York Jew. I find that New Yorkers are very, are like deeply nice. Yeah, we're deeply nice, but I, but also, especially living in the city city, we have to make a shell because it's very crowded. Yeah. Is, is San Francisco changing like that? It must be getting more crowded and hectic. It's actually, well, it's, it's interesting. A bunch of folks moved out last year and some of them are now mm-hmm. quietly returning because they realize yeah. that Miami is very humid and unpleasant for, for several months out of the year. Oh, but <laughs> Yeah, I read, I read an article about that just now. Yeah. But no, but I'm I'm an East Coast transplant. I, I you know came from came from the D.C. area, moved out oh, here, nice. and I think yeah, I think I got a little bit nicer, a little bit more smiley, just a little bit more chill moving out here. It just kind of has has that that effect on you. Yeah, <laughs> I love San Francisco. Well, that was Chad Murphy, who's on Instagram at Lord underscore Birthday. It's Final Friday. We have time for one more follow today. Liana, I asked you for someone who inspires you, and you said Na Kim, who's on Instagram at Na underscore Sun, N-A underscore S-O-N. Na is an illustrator and a book cover designer. They work at the publisher Ferrer, Strauss, and Giro. I probably butchered at least one of those French names, but uh, (laughs) how has she inspired you? She is just wondrous. I've always really loved book cover. I've always loved graphic design, book cover design in particular. I went to art college and I concentrated on design at the end and I was terrible at it. So it's, yeah, one of those things that I have great, deep, deep admiration for and can't really do. What is it about 
her work that I love so much. She is always shape-shifting. She always changes styles and she always seems to just get to the heart of the style that she's inhabiting at any given moment. And like, I often just love a book cover and check to see who did it and she did it. And I, I never expect that it was her. It's really interesting. That's a unique challenge, I guess, for an artist, because you probably spend so much of your time honing at one specific style. So to be able to kind of mm-hmm. chameleon your way into whatever a specific book demands, that, that must be really tricky. Yeah, that's what makes a good book cover designer. Also, like sometimes I think she makes the things herself and sometimes she just knows what artists to choose to, to have do it. But I think both are, are very, both are skills. Like I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I, I don't know if you, do you have any particularly strong feelings about the expression, don't judge a book by its cover? Yeah, I think that's really weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think we're aligned then. <laughs> I was about to go on a rant about how, how stupid it is, but I, I, I don't need, no, no need to bore you with that. Just. <laughs> but I'm curious, like who made that quote and, and if they actually believe that or if they just, if it just epitomizes something else that they believe, which is true. Like don't judge a person by their face, maybe. Yeah. And I, I feel like you should just say that. Don't judge a person based on how, what they look like. That, that seems like a much more direct way of getting there, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you, you've, you've released uh, two books so far or three books, I guess you're, you're in three books so far. Um, did you do your own designs for your books? Yeah, I did the covers and I have mixed feelings about doing one's own book cover. You always, I think what makes a really, really great book cover is like a feeling of freedom. Like you can kind of undermine what's in the book and you can't do that with your own book. You care too much. Yeah. I I wanted to be a book cover designer before I became a cartoonist. I was on that track and yeah. And and there was like a certain kind of book that was the easiest to do a cover for. It's a book you you kind of, that's like a frenemy book that you kind of love, hate. A book you love is harder to do a cover for and a book you hate is not fun to do a cover for either. It's just kind of a book that you're like, ooh, I want to like get in there and have fun with it. That's fascinating. I'm really proud of one of, oh no, I'm proud of two of the, uh, the, the first cover was called The Bintel Brief and it's it was a good idea, but I think I was too precious about it. It was supposed to be the facade of a, of a tenement building. It was in a book about Yiddish New York. And my second book, Passing for Human, used to be called Light and Shadow until the title got changed at the last minute and the cover would have been like so good for that title. Uh. It's a sun a sun and a moon kissing. And I think that that was a good cover, although some of the words were the wrong sizes. Uh. And I felt silly about that. And then the next book cover was really, really hard to make. It was... A photographic cover and I just don't have the skills to begin to figure that out so it took a lot of help I work with of, um, for the past two books I worked with an art director at Random House named Robin Schiff who's really wonderful. Is there, is there a favorite cover that Na has worked on that you, that you want to highlight anything that, that you remember seeing where it's like wow I can't I can't believe like you know how, how well this this how good this looks or how enticing it is? So many um, she did one with a painting of a robot's head that I love. I forget what book it was. I didn't read it. She did the Tova Ditlipson covers with the... I saw those. The the the, the woman's face and it's like distorted yeah. in some weird way. Yeah, there's like a hole in her face and you see through. And I think a great book cover has some mystery to it, like a great poem. 
it leaves something unsaid, but not too much. She um, she makes shoes out of bread. I like that project. Yeah. Oh, I saw this too. Pinolo Blonick, I think it's called. Yeah. It's already a great idea, but the pun elevates it. Do you want to explain what this Instagram account is about? I guess it's just photos of bread shoes. Yeah, bread shoes. She'll take different shapes of bread and make them look like different brands of shoe. She works with another hero of mine, Rodrigo Corral, and he's the art director at FS at Paris Dress Shoe. And they have some they have something in common and they're but they're also both very unique to themselves. That was Na Kim, who's on Instagram at N-A underscore S-O-N. And Panelo Blahnik is on Instagram at P-A-N-O-L-O underscore B-L-A-H-N-I-K. Liana, thank you for sharing your follows with us today. Before we go, let's make sure the listeners know how to find you online. Where do you want them to follow you? On Instagram, and I have, I retweet my Instagrams as Twitter, as tweets, but I never go on Twitter Follow me on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ and this show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at FollowFridayPod. Follow Friday's theme music was written by me and performed by Yona Marie. Our show art was illustrated by Dodie Hermawan. That's all for this week. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to talk about people behind their backs. And when you do, say something nice. See you next Friday. Hey, if you are hearing this on Friday, July 30th or Saturday, July 31st, then you still have time to nominate Follow Friday in the 16th Annual Podcast Awards. Go to followfriday.net slash podcast awards to get that done. You just have to make a free account, go to the technology category, pick Follow Friday, and then click Save Nominations. If this is after July 31st, then the nomination window has closed, but no worries. You can still help the show by telling a friend about it or leaving a review at lovethepodcast.com slash Friday. Thanks.